0: Good morning, sports fans, bettors and cappers, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterill. Thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from the weekend that was before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. This was one of those underrated weekends from a sports perspective. We had a lot of great college basketball action, couple of golf tours going as well. And then we just overall had some fun results. I mean, the Jake Paul fight was over a weekend, not that we watched, but definitely it was something that blew up on the timeline. Some good NHL, some good NBA games as well. But we're excited to get into this week as we've got some major events coming up. So let's talk about the great folks over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account, use code SHOOTERS at signup, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So we didn't have any plays on Friday so we didn't have anything to recap there. But we did have a profitable weekend. Um this is basically how the weekend went. Show me the money. Show, show, me, the the money. Money. show me the money. Shut up to Marco Hardo who gave us a couple new videos to mix into our show, but let's start with Saturday. I uh, not too bad. We were 1-1 one and one on the ice. Vegas let us down. They lost in a shootout, unfortunately. Boston, minus 1.5. They covered, thanks to Allmark scoring a goaltender goal. Hadn't seen one since Rene back in 2019, so shout out to Allmark for that goal. And then on the court, we were 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. Unfortunately, that Houston one was a push, but Gonzaga covered, Duke covered, Kansas State won outright on the road, Arkansas covered, and TCU, our max play of the day, was a big two and a half unit play. They won outright. Now our losers over the weekend. Marquette they were up big. Let the team back in it. Same with Kansas. Arizona losing straight up to Arizona State. We'll chat about that game a little bit more in a bit here. And then a couple of big East teams that let us down. St. John's plus seven and a half and Creighton minus two and a half. Then on Sunday we were three and one. Great college basketball day there. Northwestern was the only letdown of the day but Ohio State winning outright at home. Finally, they've been letting us down a lot recently. Providence minus six and a half. They covered with ease against Georgetown. And then Rutgers, they look dead in the water, but they come back to win outright on the money line. So overall was a really good weekend. We were profitable. That's what you love to see. When it comes to the PGA side of things as well, we went one and one, which means we're profitable. Chris Kirk at plus 155. This is the second week in a row that we've actually had the winner in our card. We just haven't been playing outright winners yet this year. Um, so to have Kirk at plus 155 at, uh, for top 20, that was huge. Now, Taylor Penderth, he got out to an early charge on Sunday. Then he goes double, bogey, bogey. So unfortunately, he fell out of the top 20. Then you had the Live Golf event as well. Um, Charles Howell third, he's the winner outright at that one at minus 16. He won by four shots over Peter Ulheim. Now, the team event was a blowout, but good to see uh, that at least another team is competitive in this. It was the four aces who kind of ran away with things season one, but then the crushers, they finished minus 26. So when I looked at the leaderboard only to not recognize 10 out of the 48 names, I think is showing progress for the tour. Um, I think if they can add a couple more guys then we could definitely see the live tour actually start to compete with the PGA from at least a talent perspective, they're never going to compete from a TV ratings perspective, but I'm still of the opinion that the tour is good overall for the game's competitiveness, whether or not you think that tour is competitive. But I think that it's creating a ton of controversy, but it's also having these guys go out there, make a ton of money. And I think that basically what they need this year is two things. They need to get those TV ratings up. But most importantly, I actually think they need a live member to go and win a major this year because that would show that the competitiveness is there enough week in, week out that they haven't lost their edge because that's what they keep preaching over on the PGA is that this is a glorified exhibition. I think if they can go and get some results, then that would be huge for them overall. Now, college basketball-wise, four top 10 teams lost this weekend. Number five for Purdue, they fall to Indiana. UNC knocked off number six, Virginia. Number uh, seven, Arizona, as we said. They lost outright to Arizona State, 89 to 88. That one's probably the biggest one for me, and it's mostly because... Arizona, we got to quit betting them because every time we do, they lose outright. But it's mostly big for Arizona State, who have hopes of getting into the NCAA tournament. They needed a big win. There's one for them. Now, they still have some games down the stretch against teams like USC and UCLA, where they could pick up some valuable wins. But that's going to go a long way in getting them back into the potential of getting into the tournament. And then number nine, Baylor, they knocked number eight, Texas, off. That was probably the game of the weekend to tune into. Now, Florida State, they beat Miami at the buzzer. Gonzaga beat St. Mary's. Looks like we're going to have two West Coast Conference teams this time around. And Alabama, Kansas, they both survived number two and number three in the country. The other ranked teams to lose this weekend, number 19 Creighton, number 23 Iowa State, and number 25 A&M all lost. So the AP poll is going to be coming out in a couple hours here. I would expect a ton of movement here, um, especially with all these losses. Maybe we'll see some teams jump up into the top 25, especially seeing teams like Iowa State and AM lose. Maybe it's time to get some fresh blood in that top 25. Then Manchester United, I'm wearing the hat today because it was trophy weekend for them. They won the League Cup, which is their first trophy in a number of years, um, probably since that Europa League tie. But 2 to nothing win over Newcastle. Casemiro comes through big time in another another big game. Rashford scored technically an own goal, but he generated it. I don't know who's playing better in the world right now than Rashford. He's on a goal-scoring tear. And so this is huge for the team's confidence moving forward. Shows that Ten Hag was the right manager, that getting rid of Ronaldo was the right decision, as much as this host didn't think that it was at the time. But the team's playing great. It's awesome to see, and I'm excited to be a United fan moving forward. Then you've got the Padres. They extended Manny Machado, 11 years, $350 million. Seems like another absurd baseball contract because it really is. When you pay a 30-year-old that kind of money, the last number of years on that deal are not going to look so great. But this is a really good team heading into this year at the very least. We didn't even see Tatis last year, but he's going to be back. They added Soto, Machado, Darvish, Bogarts musgrove cruz Cronenworth. this is a really good team in the nl for me it's between them and the dodgers to see who's going to be coming out of the nl this year but with that we got to head over now and talk about the daily game slate as we don't have a lot of games happening today but we have enough where we got to talk about some bets but before we do let's play the video All right, so let's start with the English Championship soccer today. Swansea City minus 172, taking on Rotterdam United at plus 475. Now, Swansea, they're 15th in the table. Rotterdam sitting 20th. But Swansea, they've lost four of their last five games in Rotterdam. They're coming in off a win despite no wins in their four games prior. For me in this game, I actually think that the value is on Rotterdam. You can get them at double chance at plus 122. And given the way that Swansea's been playing, I'm not crazy about them long-term. And so I think Rotterham's got a great chance to go and pick up a draw or pick up a victory outright on the road. So I think plus 122 is the way to go with this play. NBA-wise, we got four games happening today. We actually like a couple, which is a bit different for us on this show, liking NBA games. But down the stretch, we're starting to see a lot more of these star players go. Shout out to Damian Lillard last night. He had 71 points. I believe he's the eighth player in NBA history to do that. So shout out to Dame for an amazing performance. But Detroit versus Charlotte's the first one that we're looking at. Charlotte's minus five and a half. Now they're coming off a win over the Heat. Not only that, they've won four straight games. And Charlotte fans got to be a little bit upset that they're winning so many games. And they're taking on a Pistons team that have lost four straight. So injuries to monitor Noel and Stewart for Detroit. And then Martin and Washington for Charlotte. I do like Charlotte. I don't know if I like them enough to play that spread, but I would definitely play them as a money line at minus 220 in a teaser parlay. That would be the route that I would go with this game if you're going to play it. Miami and Philly. Philly's minus six and a half at home. Miami not playing well. They're sliding. They've lost four straight. And winning in Philly is always a tough thing to do. Now, Miami could get a boost. They've got Hero Lowry and Love are all game time decisions so if they are able to go that's a massive boost for the Heat I still like Philly regardless I just think that they play completely different at home compared to the road and so I would definitely lean them even on that minus six and a half Boston's minus four and a half on the road against the Knicks and that's without Jalen Brown and Derek White's a game time decision the Knicks are fully healthy so this is one where I'd monitor how White's gonna look Because if he does go, then I like Boston enough to take them even without Brown. But both teams are on win streaks. Boston's won three in a row. Knicks have won five in a row. The play for me, actually, in this game, if you're going to go anywhere, would be the over 226.5. Recent form, definitely both teams are rolling. So I think we could have a high-scoring one at MSG today. And then Orlando, they're taking on New Orleans, who are minus 4.5. Isaac's a game-time decision. Still no Zion for New Orleans and Nance is a game-time decision as well. But both teams are coming in off losses. The Pelicans have actually lost three straight. This feels like a good get-right spot for them at home. They're 20-10 and at home on the year, so I do like the Pelicans if you're going to play anything tonight in this game. Might be one that we bet later on, especially if that line comes down at all, maybe to minus three and a half. Now, NHL-wise, five games happening today on the ice, and it starts with... Our team, Detroit Red Wings, taking on Ottawa, but Ottawa, they're minus 145 today for that matchup. Now, both teams are above 500 in their last 10 games. In fact, Detroit's won four of their last five on the road, so they've definitely been road warriors recently. The thing that scares me away from betting this game, though, Ottawa, they have won three of their last five at home. One of them they lost in extra time, but Ottawa's also won five of the last six head-to-head, so I wonder if they just have Detroit's number as much as I'd love to take Detroit Twin Five of Six on the road, I'm just going to stay away and hope that my team pulls it out and that they inch closer to a playoff spot. Now, Vancouver they're taking on Dallas, and Dallas are minus two seventy-five. One of those gross lines where you get a great team against a bad one, but Dallas are heavy home favorites. Looks like we're getting Delia versus Ottinger tonight, but both teams are actually sliding, especially Dallas. They've only won two of their last eight home games. So I don't know how you back the Stars tonight with that spot. You maybe look at a Vancouver plus one and a half, not because you believe that Vancouver can win outright, but that they can keep it close. And knowing that Vancouver's won three straight over the Stars as well, might be a good spot to t- play a plus one and a half. We won't play it, but it's certainly one for you guys to monitor. Now Boston's minus 140 on the road, taking on the Oilers. Looks like we're getting all Mark. As we said, he just scored the other night. But he's taking on Skinner. We'll see how his saves hold up against one of the best offenses in the league. But Boston have won five of their last seven on the road. Edmonton hasn't been great at home recently. And Boston's also won two of the last three head-to-head matchups. So while the line is a little bit juiced at the minus 140, I would still play it. It's one that I would definitely look at to play. Maybe play it with Charlotte. We said earlier it's a nice parlay piece. You put those two together and you get nice plus money value. And in Vegas and Colorado, the Avs are minus 145. Again, it's a juice line, but I think that it's a great one to play. And you've got Hill versus Georgiev is the matchup. And you've got the Avalanche who have won five straight games. I think the Cup champs are hitting their stride. I would even play it in regulation. If you don't like the minus 145, you want a little bit of added value there. I just think Colorado at home, they're going to be very tough to beat especially given the recent form of Vegas. And then Chicago and Anaheim, the Ducks are minus 135, but do not bet this game. If you're betting Mrazik and Gibson with these other four games out there, much better value, much better teams playing as well. And so even at minus 135, I don't love it. If you're going to play anything, maybe play the over, but I still don't love a six and a half with these offenses is always scary. And then college basketball-wise, two ranked teams playing today. And then there's one other one that kind of interests me. Maybe not enough for a show play, but one to look at later in the day. So let's start with those ranked teams. West Virginia taking on number 23, Iowa State. Iowa State is minus three and a half, but they're on a three-game skid. And so it is a short turnaround at home. West Virginia did keep it close with Kansas the other day, just a two-point game. <clears throat> but I still kind of like the Hawkeyes here. They're 13-2 and two at home on the year. West Virginia is only 2-8 and eight on the road. And at only minus three and a half, I think the value is certainly there. Maybe you play it on the money line with Charlotte, like I said earlier. Could be some value to be had there. But I just think Iowa State, they can't afford to lose four straight. Then they start to teeter into maybe not miss the tournament territory, but they're certainly going to be in a bad spot heading into the Big 12 tournament. So I like that minus three and a half. In other Big 12 action, you've got number nine Baylor taking on Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State, they're minus one and a half at home. Now, Baylor, they are slight road favorites, but it it feels like a letdown spot for Baylor. But I'll tell you why it's not. You get up to play Texas at home. You win that game. Yeah, you get a tight turnaround with Oklahoma State. But the the last time this happened, they actually, on a two-day turnaround, won both games and covered both of them as well. So I think that they're a team that can adjust quickly. I'm not that crazy about Oklahoma State overall. And one thing to note about this matchup, Baylor's actually won four straight on the road against Oklahoma State. So I think this is a spot for them where they're comfortable going in and winning in that building. Oklahoma State, they just lost to Kansas State at home as well. So I think they could suffer another loss tonight and Baylor could cover the minus one and a half. And then the game that I'm kind of monitoring would be that ACC matchup between North Carolina and Florida State. Both teams coming off huge wins, probably their biggest wins of the year. But then we have Florida State, they're plus 6.5 at home. It is a tough number with where it's at currently, but both teams, as I said, coming off their biggest wins of the year, that over-under line sitting at 153, with neither team averaging over 78 points per game. And five of their last seven have gone under in this matchup. So if that line even moves to 154, I don't know if it's going to trend in that direction, but if it does move up, then I would certainly be willing to bet the under here. I don't love either team long term. I don't think many people do. How could you love Florida State with how they've looked this year? It just feels like a lot of points. Maybe it's trending. If it's trending downward, then I'm just going to stay away. But I had it at 153 yesterday. We'll see where it ends up by the time tip off happens. But with that, we got to head over to our last call pick segment. This is where we give you our betting plays for today. We've got four on the slate for you. But before we do, let's play the video. Last Mountain Distillery is family owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery's success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products. My wife makes a nice vodka this weekend, and I had an old-fashioned, so definitely go and check out their stuff. Always support local. It's great to see. And so let's get into our Monday show plays for you. We're going to play that English Championship one, the double chance for Rotterdam United. Again, I don't love how Swansea has played recently, and if I can get plus value at plus 122, Yes, it's a bottom five team in Rotterdam, but they're the team that's playing at least a bit better than Swansea have. So I'm going to play that plus money at one unit. At two units, I'm going to play the Avs tonight. It's my favorite play. We got it yesterday at minus 135. As I said, it's moved to minus 145. But I just love what I'm seeing from the Cup champs. They're hitting their stride. I think after tonight, they're going to have won six straight games. And so give me the avalanche there. Then we got Baylor minus one and a half on the road against Oklahoma state. We're going to play a full unit there. Forget the trap spot here. I just think Baylor are a vastly superior team and even on the road, they're going to find a way to get it done. And then we're going to play an NBA one, which is that 76ers minus six and a half versus the heat. The heat are struggling and marching into Philly isn't the spot to get right. Give me the Sixers by double digits and let's have a profitable night. Thank you to everyone that tuned into the show today. Finally, Feeling good, hitting our stride, heading into March Madness. As you can tell by the episode title, ramping up to the madness. Really looking forward to it. And we got to play one more video before we go. Cut the check. Boom. Cut the check. Cut the check. All, right. all the beers are on me. Where are we going? Where we going? We're going to cut the check tonight. We're going to have some winners. Appreciate you all. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.